A legacy media reporter asks conservative leader Pierre Polyev if he's trying to, quote, court the far-right vote. The Trudeau government is backpedaling on Trudeau's pledge to plant two billion trees. A new report reveals Canadian patients who died awaiting surgery have increased by 49% year over year. Hello Canada, it is Thursday, August 17th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Andrew Lawton. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We have got you covered with all the news you need to know, so let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. At a Prince Edward Island press conference yesterday, a legacy media reporter asked conservative leader Pierre Polyev if he's trying to, quote, court the far right, unquote, citing unnamed experts who say he's engaging in dog whistle politics. Polyev dismissed the question as, quote, a CBC smear job, unquote, and refused to answer. Take a listen. Hello, Mr. Polyev. Um, a number of your own comments and actions have been um, characterized as dog whistling to by the who? far right. By who? By a number of by different. Who? But I think it's been by characterized who? by that way. But by who? are you trying to court? Are, are you trying to, to court the clarify, far right? Sorry, vote? I just need to clarify. By who? By a number by of different experts and a Ex- number of who different are the people experts? who. Who work? Who, who, who are the work in this? Okay. Well, I think right. it's been established that right. this is this is a, a concern. I, I, are not, you trying to court the far right vote? I, I, sorry. I, who are these experts? You say that there are experts who are saying this. Who are they? My question is: Are you trying to court the sorry, far right vote? I, I, I'm sorry. The, your question uh, seems to be based on a false premise. You can't even uh, tell me who these experts are. It sounds like it's just a CBC smear job. Thank you. But it, but question. what about the question about whether that's the, the answer is intention? that I'm, I have a common sense agenda to axe the carbon tax, bring home powerful paychecks, clear the way to build affordable homes to put those uh, put people uh, in housing that they they can afford. That is a common sense mainstream Canadian agenda, and I know that Justin Trudeau's supporters are so desperate to distract from that because his political pe- career is falling apart. So we're seeing, uh, we're seeing an attempt here to distract and protect Justin Trudeau uh, from his extremely unpopular carbon taxes and other failing policies. But we won't let him or, his, um, or, or others distract from that reality. So thank you. So you're not going to answer question. that question? This comes on the heels of an exchange earlier this week when Polyev hit back at a piece in the Canadian press, which numerous outlets, including CBC and CTV, published, accusing him of, quote, embracing conspiracy theories, unquote, regarding the World Economic Forum. The article in particular took issue with a recent fundraising email the Conservatives sent, calling on supporters to reject, quote, the globalist Davos elites, unquote. The article cited two academic uh, so-called experts, including one liberal donor. So this is not all that surprising now. Conservative leaders have always faced this sort of wedge questioning from journalists. But unlike the last two conservative leaders, uh, Pierre Polyev is dealing with it in a very different way. Do you think that works? Yeah, I think it is. I, I could see a lot of people lauding his response. And, you know, he really did have to just shut that down. And uh, hopefully reporters in the future and, you know, this reporter herself, I believe her name is Teresa Wright. 
hopefully she'll reflect, you know, after her moment of acting indignant about it, hopefully she'll reflect and think, okay, when I do ask these kinds of questions, I do need to back them up. And is the backing there? Hmm. No, it's not really. Yes. In general, I mean, look, democracy functions when there's a, a more antagonistic relationship between reporters and politicians. Now, antagonistic doesn't mean, and I'd say generally shouldn't have to mean hostile, but if there is hostility, which we so often see against conservatives, I, I actually think conservatives need to do at least in principle what Polyev has done here, which is challenge the premise of questions that are seen to be loaded and unfair. So I, I guess the real question is, do you think he can keep this up through the election do you think the quality of the questions will improve we'll have to see you know some people are speculating that once there's an actual election in play he will change his tune uh, because we did see that kind of thing with previous conservative leader Aaron O'Toole who was you know running internally in the conservative race as being a true blue conservative but then we quickly found out uh, that during the election that he he wasn't such a staunch conservative uh, like the one he was portraying himself as. The Trudeau government is now saying its Two Billion Trees program never actually aimed to fund the planting of two billion trees, but is instead a part of other government initiatives aimed at meeting the tree planting goal. Back in 2019, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau wrote on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, quote, We'll plant two billion trees over the next 10 years. That's it. That's the tweet. His post came as Swedish climate advocate Greta Thunberg was in Canada, urging the government to take further climate action. In 2020, Natural Resources Canada launched a $3.16 billion tree planting plan aimed at planting 2 billion trees in 10 years. The Trudeau government is, however, now saying that the tree planting fund is only part of a larger initiative to plant 2 billion trees as the fund fails to reach its targets each year. A Natural Resources Canada spokesperson told Le Devoir that, quote, other federal departments and agencies, including Environment and Climate Change Canada, Infrastructure Canada, Parks Canada, and Veterans Affairs Canada, have also funded and or supported the planting of additional trees in Canada on a smaller scale. 56 million trees have been planted through the government's tree planting program since 2021, However, Le Devoir reported that the Trudeau government added 54 million trees planted as a result of Environment and Climate Change Canada's Low Carbon Economy Fund to the count, bringing the total to 110 million. The tree planting program alone was supposed to plant 90 million trees in the first two years, an objective which it failed to meet. Andrew, is this just yet another broken promise by Justin Trudeau? Yes, but I think it's it reflects a, a bigger problem here, which is just the impossibility to follow through on, on even the simplest of, of tasks. I mean, uh, planting trees is not a particularly difficult thing. I used to do it when I was in Cubs and Scouts as a kid. And uh, to be honest, if he had tasked Scouts Canada with being the ones to fulfill this, he probably would have made the goal. But he was so explicit. I, I talked about this on my show yesterday. He had that tweet saying, we'll plant two billion trees. And then tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet from 2019 to 2021 touting that the government was going to plant 2 billion trees. Instead, what they're doing is claiming 2 billion trees. They're just going around and putting a ribbon on any tree that's been planted by anyone else and saying this counts toward its tally and it's laughable. And even doing this, I don't think they're going to meet the target. Are Canadians starting to see through Trudeau's virtue signaling, particular when it comes to combating climate change? 
They may. I, I mean, you know, planting trees and supporting nature and conserving, conservation, these are environmental issues that I think conservatives and liberals could generally be in agreement on. I, I think all people love the beauty and splendor and natural diversity of Canada, the flora, the fauna. So I, I don't even think conservatives are against the uh, the spirit of what Justin Trudeau wanted to do here. But it, it's when it's packaged as part of this very nasty and very political rhetoric about climate and about you know who the dirty evil emitters are and how we all need to live with less that's when people get very concerned about this and I, I think it is virtue signaling I don't even think the liberals wanted two billion trees planted or cared about planting them I think they wanted to be the types of people that were planting trees they wanted to show off to uh, Greta Thunberg the number of Canadian patients who died awaiting surgery has increased 49% year over year. This comes from data analyzed by SecondStreet.org, a think tank launched in 2019 to focus on the effects government policies have on Canadians' everyday life. Analysts found in the 2022 to 2023 fiscal year, 2,096 patients died awaiting surgery, while in the previous year that number was 1,417. SecondStreet.org has been gathering data on waiting lists nationwide for a few years now, and most recently it's challenged the Ontario Health Department to make more data available on the issue. They even took the case and won to Ontario's Information Commissioner. Colin Craig, president of SecondStreet.org, said it's not the case that we can just write off the increase due to COVID and delays on surgeries and putting people on wait times because of COVID. He said the healthcare crisis in Ontario was in a, quote, crisis situation long before COVID. We're seeing some positive health reform in the province, but there's much more work to do, unquote. Uh, data from the same comparison reveal that deaths of those waiting for a diagnostic scan, such as MRI and CT scans have risen by 27% and cardiac surgical waitlist deaths are up by 17%. Craig said this comes with government data showing that despite spending more and more money, there has been a steady increase in waiting list deaths in Ontario over the past seven years. Uh, right now, we have a, a system, Lindsay, in, in which Canadians and Canadian politicians venerate the healthcare system. They don't really accept that there could be anything wrong with it, especially if any of the proposed remedies involve uh, so-called private options or, or privatization. But uh, numbers like this, do you think they actually break people out of that? Or do you think Canadians are just so committed to that healthcare narrative? I think the healthcare narrative is falling apart for everyday Canadians. And people who may in the past have never been open to private health care, you know, the, the thought scared them. It means, you know, we're becoming like the big bad USA. Um, now they might actually be opening up to it because everyone's starting to understand that, yeah, our health care is free, but um, and it's for everyone, but it's substandard for everyone. Uh, except, you know, probably the politicians get first-class service and, you know, some other people. But um, there are so many horror stories out there. And, you know, for myself, when I see, you know, all of the ER closures and these wait lists and all this, it's kind of morbid. But I think to myself, you know, this has to be motivation for me to stay healthy and um, take care of myself because it may very well be a possibility that 
if I encounter a health problem, no one is coming to get me. Yeah, I mean, health and health care are two different things. And, and obviously, as much as possible, people should look after their own health. And I, I think the, the terrifying thing about this is that there are a lot of people that are completely happy with the health care system because they don't need it. And, and when they do, uh, people that have always had a very favorable view, I've, I've heard from these people that have said, oh my goodness, I, I had no idea how bad it was until I needed an MRI or needed a CT scan or, or something like that. And, and you don't want people to have to learn that lesson the hard way, do you, of, of only realizing the system's bad when it fails them? Right. That is why exactly why I try to keep an open mind, because my interactions with the healthcare system are so limited. And, you know, it's mostly been in the context of having two babies. And when you're in the maternity ward, you're actually, you know, treated quite well. Um, but yeah, exactly what you're saying. I know that this is not the way it is for everyone. And I've heard horror stories that will make me keep an open mind. And I won't be convinced that this is working for everyone because it's not. That's it for today. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.